0: This is the 4-Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the 4-Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy V.O., here with Kevin and Will. And we're going to give you the first podcast after the old end of the season, and we're going to talk about that new GM up in the building. And we're going to talk a little bit about the... uh, (laughs) <laughs> the scenarios uh that could possibly happen with the sean watson and we will we'll also talk about you know not only the uh uh the, the player personnel that would have to happen but also his contract and the likelihood and you know the long-term ramifications if we do i mean there's a whole bunch of stuff we can cover with that man but we're gonna start with our new gm coming from the yo uh uh former Super Bowl champion, Seattle Seahawks, mind you. And uh, see how he's going to fit into the scheme of things. And, you know, talk about Panther football, folks. You know how we do. Um, And as always, uh, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do. Um, We have one of the best, if not the best, uh, breakdown units when it comes to Carolina Panther football and the game of football as a whole. Go ahead and tell that. Run, tell that. I don't care. It's the damn truth. Anyway. So hold on to your hats, folks. The four man rush is on the scene. Kevin, what do you think about our new GM?
1: Yeah, well, as far as our new GM, as far as our new GM goes, uh, he kind of found out he was a late addition. You know, when they was going through the number of total overall candidates, uh, they originally went through like their first twelve or thirteen, and then after they couldn't really settle on something, they invited two more, and he was one of the last. Well, you know, like that old biblical saying "and the last shall be first. Well, clearly, <laughs> that's what uh, ended up coming to fruition here because uh, he was contact- let us well, I think it was said that um, he was contacted on Monday, had an interview Tuesday, was on a flight to Charlotte Wednesday and got the job on a Thursday. So <laughs> talk about a <laughs> talk about a four day turnaround. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, the gentleman's name is Scott Fitter. Um, You know, he's coming from the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, He's been with that organization a a very, very, very long time. Started from Mm -hmm. the bottom. Now he's here. Uh, He was someone that was there even before Pete Carroll got there. So that means he was there under the tutelage of former Packer, former Seahawks coach Mike Holmgren as well. Uh, Started off as a scout and uh, just, you know, just made his way up the ranks and he, um, he worked out to be in position to where he was like uh, like uh, the, as- the assistant right underneath the GM, uh, vice president of football operations. Mm. And, um, you know, the biggest attraction for him was not only his uh, scat- scouting background, uh, mm-hmm. which is something that Matt Rule had said that that's what he wanted, while it was also saying that David Tepper wanted someone who was a little bit more analytical, which caused fans to think there was some sort of beef, which it really wasn't, you know, it's just two people bouncing out, you know, their opinions and ideas off each other, which is what happens in business. You know, you're not supposed to always agree and have the same thing. You know, you want to, you want to throw things out there and, and, and make your point. But yeah, with Scott Fitter, you know, we're getting someone who saw Pete Carroll come from successful coaching ranks at USC and build the program, there in Seattle from the ground up. And I think that was one of the main points that made him a good fit because with Matt Rue also coming from a successful college program from the ground up, um, Fitter definitely, you know, knows what it takes. And from the reviews and the comments made by, you know, his employees, players, and, you know, people around the league, it seemed like, you know, we, we got a steal here. We got someone that's uh, is not afraid to – you know, tell it like it is, regardless of your, <laughs> regardless of your position. I think it was even a story where uh, during the interview he put Mr. Tepper in check with a uh, some sort of quote. I don't know. I have to look it up. You know, you know, we do a roundabout of this, but he said something that Mr. Tepper said, and you got the somebody to quote from somewhere, and then Fitter's like, "But yeah, but you got it from this guy," and then David Tepper just kind of had a chuckle and was like, "You know what? You're right." I like that, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> so even on the interview, you know, you're not, you know, you're not scared, you know, saying tell the truth, you know, even if it is the owner, you're not mm-hmm. coming here to kiss ass. You're coming here mm-hmm. to, you know, let them know that you qualify for the job. So I like that aspect of it, but yeah, but, you know, just with his scouting background and his ability to have firsthand knowledge of seeing how, you know, like a, a, a college coach transition to an NFL coach, I think it's going to be very valuable. Um, experience that can be shared uh, throughout everybody in the front office um, here, and you know, with Met Rule already being established here, you know, traditional people looking for GM roles kind of want their own guy. Well, it's good that 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 this decision was made, and it seems like uh, from what from what we read from others that it's going to be a good fit. So, I'm definitely looking forward um, to um, watching this process take place, and. Um, I'm inside. I'm just glad we got it out of the way. And, uh, you know, no more of them herny shenanigans. Um, you know, he done. done. He done took that act up 85 and 95. Look like he's about to become next GM in Washington. So, uh, the Rivera-Herney show continues. So, we know one thing. Washington's going to nail their first-round pick because they don't do nothing else. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited and I'm looking forward to, uh, seeing what kind of moves it's going to make, you know, the senior bowl coming up and, you know, it's going to be his first chance to, you know, get out with the, uh, you know, the coaching staff and the scouts and, you know, start making his imprint. So I'm excited. Word, 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 word. Well, what you
0: think about my man, bro? First, I mean, I think he has a very
2: interesting background. I mean, he was a two sport player in college. He, Play football and baseball at UCLA and baseball at LSU. Then he spent three years as a pitcher for the Toronto Blue Jays. So he's Damn. been an athlete pretty much his whole life. And then, you know, aside from that, just look at his experience and background in scouting. I mean, he's been in this business since 1998 when he started with the New York Giants. as was just the area scout. Went to the Seattle Seahawks where he was the area scout there for 10 years. So, I mean, you're looking at two almost championship teams during that period with um, Mike Holmgren's Seahawks mm. that made it to the Super Bowl and lost to the Steelers one year. Mm. And then he helped with the transition from Holmgren to Pete Carroll and gained a larger role within the organization during Ter- Carroll's tenure there. So I just see a guy that's got a lot of scouting experience. Seattle during that time made a lot of great draft picks. You look really at from... 2011 to 2014 he was the director of college scouting for the seahawks just look at some of the guys that they were able to draft during that time period on the day two or even on the first round as well i mean he's got guys like earl thomas like bruce Irvin, or he can go into the later rounds you're getting guys like bobby wagner like um kj wright you know, Cam Chancellor was like a fifth rounder. Richard Sherman was a day three pick. And he, Russell Wilson was a what third round pick. Mm-hmm. So you're just seeing how he was able to build this team on day two and day three of the draft. And I know he had a quote from somewhere where he talked about where everyone's always talking about the first round pick. His goal is to hit only day two and day three picks because that's where championships are won. And that's music to my ears because I think The biggest reason Carolina has not been able to sustain back-to-back winning seasons has been the inability to find draft success in the second and third round and undrafted free agents. You know, those are your depth pieces. and Everybody likes to look at the roster on paper and say, oh, our starters are so strong. You know, on paper we look great. But your starters aren't going to stay healthy for all 16 games, and they're not going to play 100% of the reps every week. You have to have guys that can be able to step in for them when they go down, be able to spell them out and not lose performance when you know they need a break or get that Gatorade on the sideline or maybe you have to go in the blue tent. You want guys that can step in and give you quality reps. And that's mm-hmm. what the day two, the day three, and the undrafted free agents will give you. So if I think if he can come in and just continue to do that type of scouting for us, we can have a very successful run here. Now, there are some concerns. I know a lot of fans bring it up as well. Seattle's recent draft history hasn't been that impressive. So you saw in the early 2000s where they were able to build a championship roster in the later rounds of the draft. Last few years, there were a lot of questionable draft picks, and they weren't nearly as successful. But my response to that would be we're not really in the war rooms with these guys. We don't really know who has final decision on who they select or how the process works or whether he was outvoted on a certain player. So it's just kind of hard to gauge, you know, who ultimately has that authority over final draft decisions. So I don't think it's fair to blame one guy for the entire you know bad draft picks. You know, you got to mm-hmm. kind of think of it as an organization or as a whole making those decisions. So I just think, you know, he's a well-respected guy in the scouting community. I know Jim Nagy, who runs the Senior Bowl, thinks really highly of him. The Dan Morgan, former Panther player, who he may bring on staff with him, thinks very highly of him (laughs) as well. And everybody he's worked with just says he's, you know, he's a scouting junkie. He's very good at what he does. He works well with people, which was important, considering Matt Rule's going to have his input as well. So I just think all those factors combined together made it a great fit with this organization. But what, from a you know, what do you just have to look at from what David Tepper doing for this team that I think goes unnoticed. Look at how he's built this front office. Now now you got Pat Fitterer as your GM, you no know, overseeing scouting, primarily a scouting guy and football operations guy. You got mm-hmm. Samir Suleiman, who's your director of salary cap and player negotiations. So now these guys can focus exclusively on scouting and finding talent and just leave it up to Samir Suleiman to negotiate their contracts. They don't have to dip their hands in that aspect of the front office. So you're allowing them to do what they do best. And then below Scott Fitterer, now you've got Pat Stewart still here who has championship experience with New England Patriots and the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to be your pro scouting guy. You know, he was able to bring in Rasul Douglas last minute to help with that band-aid at the cornerback position. Mm-hmm. And Rasul played well early on in the season. Then you have um, Jeff Morrow still here, who still you know, oversees his college scouting. He's one of the most well-respected scouting minds in the league as well. Mm-hmm. You also have, um, who else was I thinking of? I mean, we got Luke Kickley as a pro scout. Still learning the ropes from these yeah. guys. So between Stewart and Morrow and Fitterer, you know, Luke's going to do his thing. Matt Rule and his guys will have their input. I think you have a well-rounded front office from scouting and cap negotiations now. So it was just hard to, I know you don't want to project now and say that, you know, you're not going to, we're going to be like the next Buffalo Bills or Indianapolis Colts in a few years and start seeing more consistently making the playoffs, but I think you're starting to see that foundation come together in the front office. Now they just have to execute their plan, get some talent in this building, develop it, and start to win some football games and sustain success.
0: That would be lovely. Because as you guys mentioned, consistent success with this franchise, is something we never had the luxury of having really, man. I mean, it's it's, 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 <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> it really is cuz we've had some really really talented teams and talented players have come through them come through those doors man and we just couldn't keep it together hernie um <laughs> but dude it, I, I mean folks did you not hear who this man was behind in terms of drafting cam chancellor russell wilson i mean, I mean those those two guys basically basically were the catalysts of getting seattle or at least one of those Super Bowl rings. Uh, This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome.
1: Yeah, and on top of that, Tim, you was talking about, you know, consistent winning, you know, and I hate saying it, but just let our fans not forget, out of 32 teams in the NFL, we're still the only franchise that's never had back-to-back winning seasons above five hundred. So for all that crap, we could talk about, teams losing like like the Jets, um, used to say the Browns, Jaguars. I mean, you know, any team that you want to pick on, they've done something that we have yet to do. Yet. So you came in the league the same years as the same years as the Jags. Right, exactly. So, you know, to say that we've never had two seasons back to back with at least nine wins, I mean <laughs> Like folks, what are y'all holding on to when it when it comes to you know these changes? It's like, mediocrity have been beaten to us so much that it's, that it seems foreign to expect better, you mm. know. But hey, I'm, I'm along for the ride, and um, you know, I, <laughs> I said it when uh, when Rue got hired around this time last year, um, he got the year three to to start putting some results on the field. Like I said, the first two years. I know it's going to be a transition, like I say, from front office players and things of that nature. Uh, obviously, the pandemic was thrown in to, you know, which could still possibly affect the upcoming offseason. We don't know That's true. how that's going to be. It could be the same way again. Mm -hmm. you know, depending on it, since we done, you know, crossed over what 400,000 dead now. So, I mean, state's locking back down. So shit, you know, (laughs) we could be looking at another virtual all season and all that stuff again. So, you know, we, uh, we we just, we gotta, we we just gotta have patience, you know, and and trust this process, but we definitely got the, uh, definitely like we'll say, I think we definitely got the, uh, the right front office now to, um, to where everybody's not overly burdened. You know, because for all the junk that we give Herney, you know, he was in charge of a lot because Mr. Richardson didn't, you know, have a lot of staff. You know, Herney was in charge of not only scouting rookies, but pro and doing the contracts. You know, now the GM got three people below him that's going to be doing each one of those individually. So I just think it allowed, you know, people to really focus on what they do best. Right. Accuracy, precision.
2: Right, you talk me. about the... Uh... Panthers have had no back-to-back winning seasons, but look at the people who they hire and what they're used to. When I mean, Samir Suleiman is with Pittsburgh, who's probably one of the class organizations in not only football, sports period, mm-hmm. you got Pat Stewart comes from New England and then Philadelphia where he won a Super Bowl there. Now you're bringing a guy from Seattle who's made the playoffs eight out of nine of the last nine seasons. And, that, and during that time span, their worst record was nine and seven. So these guys that they're hiring and bringing in, they've had back-to-back winning seasons. They've won championships. They've done all of that. So I think when you talk about establishing a culture, you know, Matt Rule's trying to do it on the field level. But I think bringing guys with championship pedigrees and that have sustained success and been a part of organizations that are what we want to become, that's also the first step in the process of trying to establish that culture and lay that foundation. And it's not going to see results overnight. I understand that. You know, I'm not expecting us to make a deep playoff run in 2021. But I think what I am looking forward to is just having a competent, you know, well-rounded staff in place that can acquire and develop talent that will allow us to, once we get back to the playoffs, we're going to keep getting back we're going to keep getting there, keep making runs. We may lose a couple of playoff games, but we're just going to give ourselves more and more of a chance, more cracks at the apple, and eventually one year we'll break through and finally get that ring.
0: Mm. That's what I can't wait to see, bro. Real talk. Real talk. Now, I mean, <laughs> now some people say that we don't have the pieces in place to make a strong playoff run. Um, and apparently some people are willing to, if they or if they had anything to do with it. They're willing to trade the entire roster for one franchise quarterback. And guess who that is, folks? <laughs> now don't get me wrong, Deshaun, I mean, Clemson standout, Houston Texans standout, mind you. The the kid, the kid's a he's a baller. He's a he's a baller. You know, we we ran up in the Houston, was that last season we ran up in Houston? Well not. Actually, now, now now it's not last season. Two seasons ago. I um, mean, uh, oh, uh, uh, was, what's that? Who was our quarterback? That it wasn't, it wasn't Heineke. It was, uh, Kyle, it was Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Kyle, motherfucking Allen. And went in there, and we and we gave oh, uh Deshaun an L. Yeah. So, uh,
1: <laughs> and he gave uh, JJ Watt that juke move.
0: Oh yeah. <laughs> the old up and under. <laughs>
1: yes, sir. Holy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: JJ, like what the. F-? <laughs> Um, so, folks, I don't know if you guys have been on Twitter or you know, social media as a whole. You probably have, considering the pandemic and all that other crap. There's a lot of Panther fans out there who think it'll be wise if this front office will try to trade. We'll, we'll talk about, you know, the, the scenarios out there, but they thought it'd be a wise idea to trade for one Deshaun Watson. What well, they want to trade for, well, <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> Uh, Will I go to you first, man? Kev's gonna pull up some numbers for us, man, and we're really gonna dive into this because, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, folks. Deshaun Watson is is a stud. Don't get me wrong, but you know, what's what's the point of going from a Houston Texan si- situation to another Houston Texan situation? Well, me, meaning you know you don't necessarily have the pieces to win, but you got a hell of a quarterback. So. Uh, will, what, you, what what do you think about the scenarios that you're hearing, man? What, what do you think about this? I mean,
2: First of all, I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I think very highly of Deshaun Watson, a football player on and off the field. I mean, he's an elite quarterback. And I think the type of trade compensation that Houston will get, if that were to happen, will be unprecedented because of his skills and abilities. But at the same time, that's kind of why I'm hesitant to pull the trigger on it because what's it going to cost? And not in terms of what the Panthers can offer. What are the competing offers going to be? You got Miami Dolphins. They can offer Tua. They can offer multiple first-round picks in 2021. They can offer more first-round picks in future years or day two picks. You have the New York Jets who can offer maybe Sam Darnold multiple first-round picks as well in 2021, more in 2022. We just don't have the draft capital to compete with other potential suitors. And to take it a step further, what would it take to compete with those teams? I mean, it's not these, you know, Bleacher Report scenarios that say, oh, just throw in McCaffrey and Teddy in a first, and voila, Houston's GM's going to accept that. I mean, you're talking about a GM that just came from the New England Patriots and you see how that team is run. You think they're going to take on Christian McCaffrey's contract and add it on top of the one they already got with David Johnson for next year? mean, <laughs> you think they're going to take on Teddy Bridgewater's $23 million contract instead mm. of a rookie deal from Tua or Sam Darnold? You think they want our eighth pick when they can get a top three pick from Miami or a top two pick from the Jets?
0: Mm. So
2: you're going to really have to get creative and – It's going to require players like DJ Moore, like Brian Burns, like Jeremy Chin. And I don't think many fans want to get rid of those core pieces. So I just think the compensation package that Carolina would have to put together, one, will not be competitive enough to go against other teams. We lack the draft capital and assets to make such a trade. And two, you're just not going to it's not going to entice Houston. They got David Johnson. What do they need McCaffrey for? What would two running backs make them better? Mm -hmm. You know? So, and I mean, you look at the new England Patriots, they don't pay running backs. That's what they, the GM, they just hire. They usually run a running back by committee with a lot of guys on favorable contracts and different skill sets. So I I just don't see how Carolina can be competitive and offering a package that makes sense for both sides. Now, The wild card, I would say, is the owner. I mean, you're talking about a guy that gave a college coach with no NFL, one year as an assistant O-line coach in the NFL, Mm. you know, three years at Temple, three years at Baylor. I mean, he made him the highest-paid first-year coach in NFL history and gave him seven years and the keys to the car. Mm. So, I mean, he has a statue of brass balls on his desk. So... You know, if I think the wild card is if David Tepper really, really wants Deshaun Watson, I'll never say never. It's always possible when he's in charge. But I just think it kind of goes against Matt Rule's theme of a patient rebuild. I mean, his you know, they got this scout they got this great scouting staff in place. They got eight draft picks this year. At pick eight, they'll be in position to draft their quarterback of the future, or maybe they wait till next year. But they're just set up very nicely in terms of having this great scouting staff to build patiently, build the right way, build a deep roster with talent, you know, starters and backups that can withstand injuries, that can withstand, you know, guys taking breaks. And we can keep the train moving and have, you know, that's how you sustain success, by building a foundation, being smart with your salary cap, being smart with your draft picks and hitting on those and accumulating talent on cheap contract, so you know, man. I, I, I mean, I'm not gonna complain if Deshaun Watson's a Carolina Panther. I don't know who would
0: <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> with that type
2: of talent, but it, it, I just don't see how it makes sense for either side
0: for a mm-hmm. trade
2: to work out.
0: Mm-hmm. Man, I, I told you, folks. We we breaking it down, breaking it down like salivating food, Jack. <laughs> Kev what's up, man?
1: <laughs> man, I was trying. I was. I'm glad it was on mute, man, because the, the more we talking about it, the funny it it sounds and get to me, bro. Because this, oh, man, my. I was looking at Twitter, man. I'm like, I I, I, I
0: I can't even respond to that. I'm not. I'm just gonna keep going.
1: <laughs> man, I'm looking at Twitter right now, man. Oh, it's, don't do it, man. <laughs> Reading, reading this on Twitter should make them legalize marijuana. Like, real. us oh, like, go man. ahead and, you know, let's let's go ahead and make that happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we'll pretty much hit on all the, you know, points that make sense. We're, we're not in a position to compete. First of all, I don't know, if Will, if you mentioned it, but Deshaun Watson has a no trade clause. Oh, Now, I don't know if it's the Clemson homers in the Panthers fan base that thinks that he wants to come back here to, you know, because he went to college here. Mm -hmm. I mean, that may have, you know, some effect for some guys. I just don't see that as that. I see Deshaun Watson want to be in a position where he's going to be in a winning situation, you know, particularly, you know, after what he experienced, you know, so this thought that, hey, this just got to be the only place he want to go because he went to college two and a half hours away, down 85. No. <laughs> not, no. Look, when you got $160 million that's going to direct deposit in your account, you can go anywhere within these continental the United States that you want to, uh, essentially. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes down to, as you mentioned earlier, Tim, the numbers part, mm-hmm. I mean... Number wise, could it happen? Yes, because I think I, I kept running people who were who are trying to do their own version of understanding salary cap. Well, it says we do this and this, so yes, it could technically yes, it could happen. But financially, it would make absolutely no sense whatsoever. First of all, let's let's talk about Deshaun Watson's um, contract here, folks. That he. Just signed. When I say just signed, I mean literally the ink probably just finished drying up, Mm. you know, like it was a. um, Yeah. So his extension was for four years, one hundred and fifty six million dollars. It included a twenty seven million dollar signing bonus, one hundred and ten million dollars total guaranteed. Yikes. An average salary of thirty nine million dollars. Wow. Okay, so let's let's just say for happen, you know, Tepper pulls out those brass balls. Said, "Damn it, uh, I want Deshaun Watson at all costs." I can't hear him say that, but 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 for the fan base that think that this could happen, this this what what would have to take place first of all. Let's let's discuss the 2021 cap numbers. The dead cap alone is 67 million dollars for Deshaun Watson. Oh Lord! Now, his cap hit, oddly enough, is only 15.9 million dollars. That's not bad. Teddy Bridgewater's is 23. Mm. So from that aspect. You know, because essentially Deshaun Watson, this is the quote fifth year option that he's gonna be coming upon. So that's why it's that low. But however, with this extension attached to it, that's where all that heavy dead cap comes from, because Mm -hmm. you know, guarantee that signing was at least seventy three million dollars. Okay. And he got 5.4 million of that already. So that's where the remaining 67 million is left. Because folks, you got to realize that when you trade for a player, you trade for his guaranteed money as well. So let's take a look at what the uh what the cap hit would be for the remainder of this four-year extension. So after 2021, so mind you. Let's say we was able to get rid of Teddy's twenty three in this deal. Let's let's just play along with the uh, for the short bus here. But what? <laughs> so in twenty twenty two, Tim, she lit us loud and clear. Mm-hmm. The cap hit is forty point four million dollars. Come on, man. Now, on, man. We got some That's fans crazy. who would like to keep CMC here. Some want to want to trade them away. Let's okay. just say if, if CMC just had just for the reason happens to stay here. Oh, Guess who? Boy. Money also kicks in in 2022 as well. Christian McCaffrey. So you got 40 million dollars for your quarterback, and you're going to have about 21 million dollars for your running back. So you're going to have about one fifth, nearly one fifth of your salary cap, just on two players alone, right there. <laughs> God Almighty! Hold on, hold on. These numbers go up. No, no, no. That's. But wait, there's more. There's more, folks. <laughs> so that's 2022. You know, 2023, the cap hit goes up, oh, forty-two point four million dollars. Now let's see who's supposed to be getting paid. Uh, let's see, Brian Burns, you know, because in 2022 we're not gonna be able to keep um, DJ Moore, so by DJ yeah. Moore, you yes. know. Yes, he's gone. You know, you know, he's gone. Yeah. Um, so now, you know, we got, you know. Brian Burns going on his money. That's going to be what easily Gee, <laughs> what, 20, 20 something million easily easy like Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa type money or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. one of them Bosa, bro. Whoever is the older one, I, I think it's Nick. Bosses. Yeah, that's I the one in Frisco, whatever.
0: ain't
1: it? Yeah, no, the one in uh, with the Chargers. That's the well, older Chargers. one. Uh, okay. yeah. But um, but yeah. So you know, that's that's what that number would be now. If you're thinking that, oh, that's too much. Well, there is an out. After the 2024 season, the dead cat would only be $5.4 million. But wait, why would you cut Deshaun Watson if you gave up all this draft capital Man. to acquire him and, and and end up losing out on key core players? So just off the numbers alone, is it doable? Yes. If you find a owner and a GM that's willing to absorb all of this, See, that's what places like what Will said makes sense. Teams like Miami and the New York Jets, they got the they got the salary cap to be able to absorb and still maintain their players. We don't have that here in Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's just the numbers. It could happen, yes, but does it make it worth it? Hell, no. Not for a team that's rebuilding that's gonna hit the reset button and let go all the uh you know franchise you know core players over the past you know year or so so i mean it just the numbers by itself they are technically doable but we're just pretty much bringing old deshaun watson to a team that's probably gonna be worse off than the one he left from yeah yeah and best believe, his agent gonna be looking at the same numbers that I just went and be like, uh, "Bro, if I know you went to school there, but they don't have." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but now, if we had twelve hours down the road, down nine and five, that place in Mi 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 A, you know, you know, two can swap houses, and our, uh, you know, there ain't no sales tax in the state of Florida, so you can get more of your money. Oh, man, yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Well, and who and who wouldn't want to have access to South Beach?
0: <laughs> I tell you, Will, he's gonna moving down into you in a minute, bro. I'm telling
1: you. Yeah, yeah. So, so, yeah. So, Will, Will might be the first one to uh, to see the Sean Watson, you know, um, eighteen Willers, you know, coming in from Houston or whatever. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, being Biscayne Bay or something. You know what I'm saying? Huh? But, um, but yeah, folks. I mean, the, the numbers. It could happen, but it financially for those that understand the salary cap, it just makes no sense to either team, you know. So not only top, we don't have a draft capital, but we're we would give up too many of our favorite players that y'all be in altered tears about already. Mm-hmm. I'm saying, so, man, it is.
2: Really like, I, I, Panthers of all fan bases, we yeah. just. This past decade, we just witnessed Cam Newton step onto the field with Nate Chandler and Byron Bell as his tackles. We saw him go into the playoffs with Kalen Clay, Brenton Burson, Russell Shepard, and Moes Frazier as his wide receivers.
0: So why are we going
2: to repeat the same mistake twice, assume the Sean's. Washington's contract no matter what they work out with the guaranteed money and all of that just assume his contract let core pieces go and have him try to carry you know an, an incomplete roster you know and and I think the thing is the, the argument I always see is do what you have to do to get your franchise quarterback there's never enough but I mean he just had a historical season one of the best seasons of all time at the quarterback position, and they won four games. And like years prior, game. they haven't made any AFC championship games. They haven't won any Super Bowls. They're not making the playoffs every year. Was it because of talent? They had J.J. Watt, Justin Reed, yeah. um, Lamar Miller, DeAndre yeah. Hopkins, Will yeah, Fuller, Jadavian yeah. Clowney, Tyron Matthew. They had good teams. Reader, DJ Reader. DJ (laughs) Reader.
1: Another (laughs) Clemson boy. Whitney Whitney
2: (laughs) Merciless, Zach Cunningham, (laughs)
1: you know,
2: Jonathan Joseph. These were good teams. Laramie Tunsil, one of the best tackles. These are great teams. This is a talented roster. And they didn't get past the divisional round.
1: Nope. After being up 21 at Kansas
0: City. Oh, boy. (laughs) Mm. Speak on it.
2: It's you know, game. so what are we what's gonna change here? I mean, it takes more than one quarterback to build sustain success and win games every year. Yes, it is the most important position on the field. I, I'm not gonna deny that, but he still needs help. And I just think that's just I don't know why people have this mentality that you can just get your quarterback and surround them with anything. It, you you know, you'll automatically add. Three, four wins to your win total if you just swap a quarterback out, you know. And it's not
0: guaranteed neither, man.
2: Right. So I I just, I mean, look, I'm not gonna complain if he's a Panther. Who would? I mean, this guy's elite. He's a stud. He's all that in a bag of chips. You know, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. All 31 teams except Kansas City basically should (laughs) want him. But I just, I would be really concerned that you know, with the resources we'd have to get up to get him that we could build a good enough roster around him to where he'd come here and actually win football games and win championships, if that's your goal. I mean, your goal is to just watch a quarterback, you know, carry a team and ball out and put up good stats, then that's on you. If you want to see a team sustain success and win championships, I think you have to build it the right way. You know, draft your rookie quarterback, develop him, have that rookie contract. Be smart with your salary cap. So while he's on that rookie contract, you can load your roster up, you know, and add free agents and other positions to support your quarterback instead of having him have to carry the entire roster on his back.
0: Man, bro, and I I, I hear you, Will. I'm I, I wouldn't complain at all if, if we got Deshaun, just from from a Deshaun point. Um, but quite frankly, I'm I i would not be I wouldn't be excited about winning anytime soon I mean, it, is, it is be virtually impossible it, on top of being virtually impossible to actually have a winning winning team around deshaun uh, the, the numbers bro I, folks we, we do not want to put ourselves in in you know a new orleans position because new orleans is screwed for for several years down the road and i about to lose their guy I and mean, they're not going to be able to keep whoever they bring in at a quarterback. If if Drew decides to retire, they're not going to be able to build around him for the next couple of years. They're, they're, they're cap, their cap situation is horrible. And, and quite frankly, you know, why would we put ourselves in a situation where the Tampa Bay Bucs are going to be losing their, bat, their their best player, which is Tom Brady at this point? They're, they're going to be losing him pretty soon. Drew Brees is going to be leaving pretty soon. Why in the world would we not want to build a stout foundation, and just plug in a rookie or, a, or maybe a, a young QB, along with a mean O line, a badass running back, and a young defense that that's that's clicking. There, it's best it's best to, to to build that core, and just plug in a young quarterback and and let and let him grow. You know what I'm saying? And maintain. And sustain that system around him, as opposed to bringing in a badass quarterback and then trying to hope, hope, and hope and beg to actually put pieces in place like we did Cam. I mean, there's no reason in the world we couldn't, we shouldn't have went to consecutive playoffs with Cam Newton, if if we would have built smartly, if we would have built the O line, and 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 actually actually you know <laughs> got him some help, man. I don't I, I, I don't see why we should do that with with Deshaun too and break the bank to do it, not to win games. But yeah, people want what they want.
1: Yeah, it would be nice if our fan base had the same energy to you know rebuild our you know our in the trenches. Like,
0: oh my god,
1: you know you give me you give me a uh, uh, an elite O line and an e- elite D line. And give me average everywhere else. Watch me work. Watch it. Watch it. I'm I mean, you, it, it's 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 done. I mean, it's going to happen so many times.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How many um starting offensive linemen do we currently have under contract?
1: One. One. And that's an option year. Yeah. Our center, right? Okay. Yeah. Matt Paradis. Yeah.
0: Pick up his option. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they no, gonna dude, have to. I've had a few people be like, mm-hmm. "Well, we could cut Paradise, That would give us some more salad. Okay, so you're gonna create a hole Come on, man. That doesn't that you don't really need, man. Like like the stuff that I get in my inbox <laughs> at weird times <laughs> of the morning. Like I don't know why y'all not sleep two or three o'clock in the morning. Like I wake up to go use the bathroom. I just look at my phone and I see inbox messages. I mean, people got these. Paragraphs on what I think the Panthers should do. Like, bro, is this what's on your mind at four o'clock? Re- really? You know, but nah, I man. Yeah, I respect like,
0: that though, man. You know, they they're looking at you know, they what, what what does Kevin think?
1: I mean, yeah, don't I mean don't get wrong. I mean, I'm not saying it like in an arrogant way, but it's just like what the f- bro? It's four o'clock <laughs> in the morning. Yeah, you no, know? I mean I get up Who and get fuck an fuck early is hustle. <laughs> Yeah. Who the fuck is this? to <laughs> me at five forty-six <laughs> in the morning. Crack the- oh, my bad, my bad. My bad. <laughs> had a biggie moment right there. Man. But yeah, so, but yeah, but I mean, it it, it just it, look. Paris had a nice, strong bounce back year. Yeah, he had a couple of goofy ass what the hell moments, but you know, you hardly heard people. And y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, like. You know, they was dragging this man the 2019 season. You hardly heard people mention a peep about Paradise this year, right?
2: Yeah, he been on point all this year. I mean, I think Rule even commended his leadership
1: on the O-line.
2: Yeah.
0: He's better than he was last year.
2: Well, the thing is, Houston about to hire Eric B. Enemy and put all this to bed anyway.
0: (laughs) Word. I hope he gets hired there, man. I do,
1: man. He he deserves a chance. I'm sick and tired of that. You know, but... uh, Here's my thing about that. If we can go off on a tangent here about the whole Houston. You know, that type of ownership, like the only fact that he's being one is almost like, okay, we really didn't want you the first time around. But to keep this quarterback here that we like, we're going to bring you in and hire you anyway. It's like, are you really hiring me because you want me here? Because I think I shared with you guys in the chat. It was one person that they begged who turned them down originally that they begged for a second interview to come back. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, and I'm like, like Houston for me, that that's just a toxic situation. I mean, it I don't get me wrong. I would love for Eric B to 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 get a job, but damn, put me in toxic hell though. You know, I ain't got no first round pick for the next couple of years because of these. You know what I'm saying? Like, is yeah, he he better get uh, similar to a Matt Rule deal, like a good six seven years, because. Uh, mm you know, you're going to need more than the traditional five years that most coaches get to uh, straighten that out, bro. Absolutely. Like, like, you can have all the S's and O's in the world, but you know, if you ain't got that front office, and if you ain't got the draft capital, and and, and things of that nature, I mean... It ain't going to work out.
2: Right. What really happened is that new GM, Casario, they just hired trying to clean up the mess the owner left him, so now he's trying to, you know, rebuild the bridges and make amends with all the People, the owner turned his back to. Mm. I convince him, look, things are changing that I'm here now. That's the path. We'll see how successful he is. But I do think if they, I mean, you know, just look at their roster. If you can just get a coach that can lead men and keep the owner away from it, I mean, they have some good players. But I mean, culture there just needs to be fixed. And I think that's something Eric B. Enemy can fix. If I think if they hire Eric Bieniemy back to our topic, I, I think it's a guarantee. Probably Deshaun Watson stays because that's the guy he mm-hmm. wanted.
0: Exactly. Right. And, and and again, I hope that's a scenario. I mean, Deshaun is is a stud. Love the guy, but damn, bro, I, I'm I, I want consistency, and we need to build for that. Yeah, man,
2: you got four quarterbacks in this draft that got talent to be franchise guys. Mm -hmm. And who's to say, you know, we don't get a position, an elite position player pick eight. Why, you know, we can get a quarterback in 2022. I mean, people act Mm -hmm. like this is the only draft for the next 25 (laughs) years where there'll be a quarterback. I mean,
0: exactly.
2: we can take our time and find the right guy. You just don't draft a quarterback to draft a quarterback or just dump your whole roster to go get a quarterback now. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody, it was like everybody got that, um, December or that um that Black Friday a birthday, you know a birthday not till March and y'all want it now 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 right stay patient and wait you know it's, it's a process it's gonna take time they got to develop and get it right
0: word right up it's like <laughs> Panther fans are like like Black Friday and they standing outside of the Walmart ready, ready ready for it to open right knowing damn damn good well you can, you can go after Christmas and get it cheaper right <laughs> calm down. <laughs> Yeah, wait till April. You may get your quarterback
2: this April. You may get him next April, but I mean, I'm sure Matt Rule and his staff—you know—they're gonna watch enough film on the quarterback to go on the roster, and they'll make the right decision. Right on. Till then, you know, calm down and don't bet. Don't make that bet either. I saw Deshaun Watson was the odds-on favorite. The, the Panthers were the odds on favorite. Yeah.
1: Man. You know, they, they know y'all know. some, some goofies they and they're going to make some money off you guys. They know y'all exactly. some that. Da- man. Exactly. They're trying to, they see y'all on Twitter going crazy. They see it. You
2: made Deshaun Watson a Carolina trending. You did all of these photoshops and jersey mm-hmm. swaps. They're saying, oh man, we can make some money off Panther fans. Let's put the odds here and have mm-hmm. help generate some revenue because mm-hmm. we know we're not going to pay that bet out. That's the odds, offshore odds like that aren't, you know, all they're doing to do is generate revenue. They're trying to adjust them so they can make money off y'all. They're not, you
0: know, reflective of what's actually going to happen.
2: Keep your money in your pocket. Don't make that bet.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Word. (laughs) Man, get out your feels, folks. Get out your feels it was all a dream
1: <laughs> nah, It sure was
0: <laughs> hopefully hopefully oh man i god man if 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 we can just get this old line right bro i i see good things coming for us in the future man i really do i really do but yeah man yeah. i just want to develop a young
2: quarterback and give him what he needs to succeed which is you know good weapons and an old line and a defense mm-hmm you know, let's keep our draft picks and let's build this thing up we don't have to shortcut it
1: right on. Word, word. yeah leave this thing in the crop pots trying try to throw this team in the damn microwave and stuff right <laughs> that's why i'd be all dry and stuff man hey like, <laughs> yeah, we're for the Eagles, but look at them now <laughs> oh bro <bruh. laughs>
0: <laughs> yikes that's a scenario all right gentlemen uh any parting shots don't make that bet. <laughs> Keep your money in your damn pocket. <laughs> Don't make that bet, man. Let it go, let it go, man. Trying to
2: take advantage of you.
0: Yeah, no, that is not boy. what
1: you need to use your stimulus money for. Do not make that bet. Hell no. And I put the six hundred on the Panthers getting the sh- you, uh, you what you <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> I guess my part of shot always thank all of our four Men rush fans and, uh, uh you know, um, uh, you know, y'all probably saw it on some of our social media accounts. Um, individually, we, uh, we got some of the works folks. So just definitely stay tuned. We, um, we're grinding behind the scenes. We're going to, uh, we're going to, we're going to shake up social media with the, uh, with what we got, got coming down the pipe here. So, uh, sure. just, just stay tuned and follow with us. And, um, you know, we gon' we going we're gonna let everybody know that we've arrived and we're we're forced to contend with when it comes to um providing you with in depth, accurate, logical Panther content. And not just Panther, but football content in general. So just uh Exactly. stay tuned.
2: Put it in perspective, we got an actual D B coach doing D B breakdowns.
1: Let that
0: sink in, folks. It's real y'all thought this was a game (laughs) you think it's a game (laughs) right, Panther fans man we appreciate y'all it's another podcast in the in the books Um, please be on the lookout man if you're not following us on on social media you need to get out there and and, and link up man because bro we we, we own it man Instagram, Twitter especially Facebook um youtube man we're going to have some videos coming out especially when it gets closer to the draft and the combine things of that nature uh after the senior bowl um and speaking of which um next week um when we have have our podcast um I think we'll, we'll, we're going to be breaking down players um our coaches are are working with uh as, as we speak matter, a matter of fact uh, uh, leading up to the senior bowl so yeah man stay tuned man if you get you know, subscribe um, like, follow all that good stuff, cause um, if you're a Panther fan, you need to get on board with the four man rush, cause this, this is this is where it's at going forward. Um, you can say you was there first. Dig it. Um, so whether you're listening to this podcast in the morning, afternoon, or evening, um, you know, I, I hope you guys are staying clear of that COVID situation. I hope your family's safe. I hope you're safe and and healthy. Um, and you know, stay tuned. It's gonna be a crazy year. You thought twenty twenty was bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. Shit. <laughs> be careful, man. Be careful out there. Um on behalf of Kevin uh Kevin Will and myself, we appreciate y'all, man. And as always, keep pounding. <laughs>